0: live, we're back, back again, Meet the Creatives, live on Instagram, the sire continues, Steve uh, Geralt will be joining me any second here, uh, get comfortable, grab a drink, grab your family, your friends, my, my cousin's here already, oh I love it, oh my god, how's everyone doing tonight, hope everyone's doing well, this is so exciting, I get to do this every night, it's kind of like a dream come true in a way, so, um, let's see... Matthew Searcy here. What's up, dude? Uh, hello, Kayla. The Sire Continue. Hell yeah, baby. What's good, yo? It's my guy. My, my day one. Hi from the UK. What's up? What's up? Hello, hello. Based on a dream, your questions are in here. The MVP coming with you strong with the questions. What's up, Nick? What's up? All right, just waiting for... Uh, hi from Toronto. Hello. That's Peter McKinnon territory. At least I think that's such an American thing to say.
1: Hey, hey. hey, I made What's it. Up, dude?
0: Good <laughs> to see you.
1: Hey, you too, man. How you doing?
0: I'm great. I'm great. I'm uh, catching up with some old friends here. It seems like we have a good crowd already. So thank you for doing this. It's uh, it's getting easier every time I do this. The first time was very nerve-wracking because I used to just do like live and talk by myself. And, <clears throat> and then I did like 100-something episodes, but to do this live. But, uh, but we're all friends. Hi, but we're, uh, real we're live. Real life. Oh, my goodness. It's like that Bill O'Reilly thing. Fuck it. We'll do it live. That's what we're doing tonight. So thank you for being here. Awesome. For those of you who do not know, this is Steve Geralt. He's a, uh, a good friend and a mentor, and uh, you do some pretty epic stuff. So why don't you give yourself a little intro for people that may not be familiar with you. Cool. Welcome, everybody. Um, it's great to be here. Thank you, Rob, for
1: having me again. No worries. Uh, Cheers, last man. Time was just voice, now here, yeah. Now Woo! in reality. And uh, so, yeah, I'm uh, a director, visual engineer, photographer, DP, kind of all those things, but basically a director in real life. Um, And I'm based in New York City. I run a production company called The Garage. Uh, We do all tabletop, uh, mostly food and beverage and product kind of videos. Um, We have a lot of robots. We have a phantom camera. We have red cameras. We have, like, basically the highest end, most fun toys you can imagine making videos with is what we have. Uh, But right now, I'm in this dirty basement of my house upstate where i have none of those things but i'm still right. trying to make content
0: <laughs> yeah for sure and you just started uh it's the, the a new project here on on education i'm trying to pull something yeah it's up.
1: called the garage learning
0: yes the garage learning sorry i'm trying to pull up the questions but uh tell me a little bit about this you're kind of i know that you are originally going to have a kickstarter for it first and then it kind of which we, is we are still I was building yeah. up my youtube studio right before this and then it kind of happened and i was like oh shit like it's weird the universe is like give
1: me a sign or something. Not... Yeah. <laughs> um, so no, we were still definitely planning the Kickstarter. Basically, we're starting an education company based around the work that we do um, and more. I mean, like I went to school for advertising photography. So I learned photography and the basics of lenses and cameras and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't learn about robots. I didn't learn about uh, all the crazy stuff that we do now and never, never mind film and video. So right. basically, the idea of the school is going to be teaching people from the ground up all these skills, like from the film school stuff, all the way to like micro circuits and Arduino and pneumatics and everything you can imagine, how to make your own LED lights. Wow. Because we make our own custom circuits and LED lights and stuff like that. I
0: love that stuff you do. I, I was so impressed the first time I saw like, your little, like <laughs> uh, boards with LED lights and there's so much like, yeah, I feel so like I'm electrocuted. Like, when I first went to your studio, I literally felt like I was going to get electrocuted. There was so much like so many robots and wires Oh, it's around. low
1: voltage. It's low voltage. It's okay. Yeah, 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 for sure.
0: <laughs> but it was intimidating. I remember like we were having lunch and I was looking around like I was waiting for like a robot to move or something like that. Still the best Greek food I've ever had, by the way, to this day. I've been... Oh, through... amazing. What's the name of that Yark. place? You should... What's it? Oh, heard, oh, I forgot what it was called. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um... All right, cool. So uh, let's jump into some questions and then we can kind of get back into it. Um, but we got some great questions sent in. So thank you to everyone who sent them. Uh, the first one here, uh, who was your first client? This is a good one to get the ball rolling. All Who's, right. My wife keeps first me. ever client that I've ever had ever client in, my, and then, in my whole life. That's good. And how hard was it to get the first one?
1: Okay. Well, my first client, if I think back, way back, um, I was just out of high school and this magazine called Florida Leader Magazine. I went to school in Miami, in right. Florida. So they wanted me to take pictures of some of p- some kids that were like victorians or something like that, that went to the school, the high school that I went to. And that's it, that was my job. They were like, here's like $200. And this was like the days of film. So I think in $200 at the like, right. I set up like a background in my like, my dad's engineering warehouse, like that has like car grease and forklifts and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And I shot these two kids portraits. Um, but then when I moved to New York, my first client was of magazine, which is a food and travel magazine. Right. And that wouldn't actually was way easier to get than I thought, which is, I mean, yeah, you've probably never heard that in your whole life. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, basically. know totally
0: it, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. yeah, so basically
1: I came to New York City to assist other photographers was my plan after college. So I had made a portfolio in college that was all like travel photography based and I dropped it off at Sevier Magazine. That was the only magazine I dropped it off at. Wow. And then two months later, they called me for a job. It was like, wait, wow. that's crazy. Um, but it was shooting some portraits at a restaurant in New York City, which is obviously different than what I do now, most of the right. time.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a great question. And I think that, um, you know, we just recently had uh, Justin Genack on the show who's the CEO and co-founder of Work Now Working. And it's a a company that helps to get people jobs. And, you know, he says that, you know, you you always look at people kind of like from either like the middle or like the starting line. You know, they're in the middle of their career. They got 10 years under their belt. But they always fast forward like kind of through the beginning. And I think that people lose sight of the fact that everyone starts somewhere. And even if you're just at the outset of your journey, it's like everyone has to go apply for that first job. And that's right. um, kind of just I a think, compounding thing.
1: I think the one piece of advice would be that, not enough people take that chance. Not enough people go and drop right. off that portfolio or find that photo editor or find that executive producer and like, hey, how you doing? I'm Steve. And and a lot of people have a hard time believing in their work enough to take that mm-hmm. chance. And I say, take the chance. The worst thing you could do is be turned down and that's not so bad. You yeah. know, you're just exactly where you were before. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, and I think that like the market will also let you know too, there have been times where I've made, you know, done a, a thing with a podcast and then, and, and, you can just kind of tell like it wasn't hitting like you would th- so then you just go back to the drawing board and recalibrate. You don't turn that you know, you don't shut the whole podcast down. You kind of just write it based right. on the real time feedback that you're getting. Hey, not for nothing, but this totally. sucks. So stop doing that. Just change it, you know. Right, but right, exactly. But be on the path. Yeah. What is his method <laughs> on tackling the pricing of each project? Thank you in advance.
1: Um so yeah, we're working on actually a post to put up on the garage Learn in the next couple of weeks on, about this exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably one of the number one questions we get. Is, well, A, can I work for you for free? And B, can how do I price my work? <laughs> yeah. um, and it, it, generally speaking, if I wanted to give you a quick, quick answer, I'm going to give you some more details too, though, right. is as much as you possibly can and more. Like, always aim for the sky and trust me, the client will bring you down. <laughs> like, right. you don't need to bring yourself down and I think most people start way too low. Mm-hmm. Or like, so scared, like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm worried. And I'm like, as long right. as you know you're going to put your heart and soul into that job and do everything you physically can to do it right, no matter if you're making money or not, I think, right. aim for the skies. But to break it down in a slightly more mathematical way,
0: okay. is first,
1: we need to calibrate, like calculate your cost of doing business. Like, what is your real overhead? Like, right. when you calculate what you need to live and food and marketing and retirement and savings and family and all these things, like how much – and then also calculate – oh, maybe I'll shoot five days a month or 10 days a month or whatever it is. So then you know what the very basic need is for each day of shooting, you need to make, let's say, $1,000 or whatever it is just to break even. So yeah. then you want to make sure you're charging double that at least or triple that or quadruple right. that or as much as you can. So for yeah. us, it's we add up our crew costs, our studio costs, what the stylus are going to be, what the robot rentals are. And once again, charge for all your gear. That's like the big thing to do, for Mm -hmm. sure. Like, if you own a camera, you have to buy it, right? So the client should rent it from you. So basically, add up all your hard costs, like what you really paid for things. And then you add a margin and money on top of that. And eventually, after you do some more jobs, and you go through this process with clients a few times, you're a little more confident.
0: Yeah, definitely. I've had a similar experience DJing. But same thing for me, you know, when I first started out, I was like, I don't know how much to charge. And now when I'm going out, I'm thinking to if somebody were to like dump a full glass of Pinot Grigio, (laughs) <laughs> on <laughs> on my dj equipment tonight like how much could i charge That i'd be like no problem like you know what i mean right. like you, you right. have to cover right. your assets whereas right. if you're giving somebody a friends and family discount and all of a sudden you've been charging 200 dollars, and then you have to cover a major expense you're shit out of luck so right, right. make right. sure you're covering your own faces and the same can be said about any field so that's yeah nice.
1: and also doesn't hurt to reach out to other people in your industry a lot of people will honestly talk about what they charge with you sometimes, or at least yeah, a ballpark, because sure. they want to protect the market too. They don't want, right. you know, let's say DJs normally charge $1,000 and you're coming in charging 200 bucks, right. like they want you to charge 2,000 bucks also, because yeah, then you time. guys are all yeah. kind of the same level, you know. For sure,
0: absolutely. Um, I love it, see there's so many parallels, no matter what you do. <laughs> uh, question for Steve, how can somebody get started? I know it's a huge, I know this is a huge investment. Oh, I'm, this guy set himself up here, but it's okay. Uh, still where and how can you begin a complete novice
1: here so start taking taking pictures start making videos just with whatever camera you have i mean that's yeah. i mean that's like the baseline of what we're going to do with the garage learning is is it's going to start from beginner intermediate and then advanced and like uber advanced well, that
0: coke thing that coke can right thing that I put up, that's an iphone correct
1: it's yeah like, iphone like an and iPhone some fishing line that's it that's all it yeah. was you know so literally anybody could do that if you spend the time to <laughs> think through the process and what you could do. So I mean, obviously, there's certain things that are limited, limited by your thing. But if you're starting from scratch, the world has so much information to give you like on YouTube, on people like, like garage learning what we're trying to do, uh, which is like, we're gonna guide you from the beginning, all the way to advanced. um, And that's why it's gonna take a lot of time. And we're gonna have to hire a bunch of people to do it. Yeah, Uh,
0: for sure. Uh, Well, listen, when it it clears up, I'll, I'll come by the way, where? So you're upstate New York right now?
1: Yeah, yeah, we have a Where? place up, uh, it's near uh, Port Jervis, New York.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm from Suffern, so the, 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 uh, okay. the Suffern line goes to Port Jervis.
1: Yep, exactly. I love
0: that area. That's not that far upstate. That's like No, a, it's like 100 miles. Right, 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 um, that's good. But it's
1: a whole new world up here compared to the city.
0: Yeah, 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 Be- beautiful area for when, you know, okay. Uh, but people can't go, okay. Kind of similar question, how did you get started? What would you recommend for beginners on how to get started? So let's just say, like, you want to you start out, you want to prove to yourself that, you know, the, your long game is you want to be like, a, you know, uh, what are you doing? Visual engineering. Sure. What? Where would you start if you can go back? Or how did you yourself actually start? That might be a better way to phrase it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, it, I think it let it realize that it's an organic process and you got to start somewhere and then eventually you'll get to wherever you want to be. You can't rush that process. You could try really, really hard. You know, I went to photography school and then I moved to New York and I started assisting other photographers um, obviously, not a lot of area. not every area in the world has, you know, other people that you work for, but you try intern or whatever it is. Um, a lot of people, hey, if you're really driven, and you're in New York City, and you have skills that you can bring to the table, not just like, oh, I just want you to teach me everything like you actually have skills that you're bringing to the table, then I say, you know, I'll maybe bring you in on as an intern or something like that. So yeah. but either way, let's say you can't do that, um, as much as it's a great way to go. I right. think say literally find
0: for service, and you can't and you can't yeah, exactly that. right. and <laughs> that's a challenge
1: I think to learn you need a you need community you know you need other people to bounce your stuff off of because if you're in your own little island you don't know is this good is this bad is this cool is this not you know so I think either find online like you know forums or clubs or, or Facebook groups or wherever it is and I think community is really really important and that once again something that we're trying to build into the garage learning because um, once again, in photo school, that was the best part. You had critiques. You put your work up on the wall, and people said, "That's crap," or they said, "That's really good." Or the teacher right. literally sometimes ripped prints in half because they were yeah. that bad. Um, yeah. But no, so I think that's important. And then B is don't be scared to just do shoot stuff. Get your phone out. Like I, I'm starting to give out homework assignments during this whole uh, isolation phase we're in here of the world, and to say, "Hey, the other day my homework assignment is like shoot a routine that's part of your day." and for extra credit, if you want to push yourself a little further, shoot at the closest focus distance your camera has when you shoot this routine and find a way to tell a story in, within that little box. You know, yeah. so I would always give myself challenges, uh, personal challenges. And I think the only way you're going to be self-taught is to teach yourself. And and that's, that's some of the challenge of that. Some people aren't driven in that way. And that's where a traditional university kind of class is good. But... I think more and more people are realizing that if you just put in the time. I mean, that's the thing; it takes time. You know, I've been doing this. I moved to New York in 2002, so that's a lot of years. And for some
0: context, you know, I was in I was in six <laughs> I was in sixth grade. I'm now
1: 28 years old. Woo! Nice. Yes. Yeah. So you're old. Steve. You're <laughs> old.
0: <laughs> and that's
1: after going to college and right. being interested in photography since since I was 16. So you know, like, just realize, like, just start today. And keep moving, stay positive, and eventually you'll get to where you want to be. If you give up, then obviously you're never going to get there.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think also just being – I always say get close to the sun. And I, this is all, you know, kind of like half half through like – Robinsons, Half through, you know, like David Goggins. There's all these inspirational things that, you're, that I'm watching. But my advice would be was when I left school, I sucked as, I sucked as a designer. I didn't have this po- – you know, now it's easy to look at this podcast, and I didn't have that. But when I left school – I just said, who do I want to be around, and then get around those people, and then stretch the notions of what you think you're doing. You'll get honest feedback, and you can grow from that point. And I still, to this day, like just this week, interview those people on the show, and just maintain those relationships, have those nuanced conversations, and stop going immediately for the ask. because so many they they get trans people get transactional because they want, right? You know, they're right. hungry. They want to be just like you, and they're like, come on, I'm the like I'm the hardest working guy, but like, <laughs> what can you show for it? Where is your Right. What have you made is going right. to be the, you know, it doesn't matter how nice you are. Everyone's like, right. oh, like, I'll, I'll work hard. I'll, I'll get your coffee. Like, it's not about getting coffee. It's about providing value and being a, uh, an asset, you know?
1: Right. And I think, you know, along those lines is also important to remember, a lot of people get really caught up in, like, the robots and the gear and the lights and the stuff. And it's like, you're a storyteller first. I mean, before anything, it's all yeah. about storytelling. So I think it doesn't have to be the best technical story, but if you have a really good story – eventually you can learn the technical, but Absolutely. it's really, it's, it's exercise both ways. You have to exercise your technical side, but it's actually almost more importantly, especially for a client, like they're like, oh, who is Steve as a director? They're not talking about necessarily my technical stuff. They're talking about how I tell stories about food and beverage. So exactly. I think a lot of people got to realize that you need to tell a lot of stories. If you look at like the Casey sets and like mm-hmm. he just started shooting with this camera, you know, like, like right. you just need to, to practice it and you'll get better.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then you'll just get that reputation and you, and you won't have to actively sing. like the way that I know about you is when I worked at the Hershey company and I, yeah. I was going through all the different Ron, things. you mm. know, we're, yeah, we're, Ron, Ron Bird, by the way, coming on the podcast later on this week, we're working. Oh, awesome. Tell Ron yeah, to say hi. I'll make sure I, we should all do like a Google Hangout kind of thing. Okay. But I, I remember that, you know, that's how I found out about you. I said, you know, what's the what's the coolest shit you guys got? Like, let's see it. Like, I, you know, because I, I was totally enthralled in it. And when they showed me your work, it was so clear. You know, like, there was an excitement behind it. There was a passion behind it. But more than anything, there was experience behind it. And that's what I always admired about you. It's like, this guy has really been honing his craft. And this is years and years of compounding learning. So it's just important to kind of get on that treadmill. Start
1: moving. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right, here we go. Um, How do you think it will be transformed? Hold on. I have this (laughs) room. That's here. Here, Transformed? Visual engineering, how will it transform within this decade? Uh,
1: Well, I see it's going to be easier for more and more people. I think there's going to be more tools that make it easier for people to do the stuff that we do, Um, like robots will get easier to use. They'll be cheaper. Um, I think that there'll be people like us putting out information on how to do this stuff because, you know, visual engineering doesn't really exist as a art form, like, I don't know, legally, I don't know how you would call it, like, no university teaches visual engineering yet. Right. You know, um, it is not until, now. until now, right. Until yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> it's not necessarily a new thing, though. It's it's been around like tabletop cinematography is the core of it. And that's been happening for a long time robots have been around for a long time they you just like,
0: like an idol in that way. Like, was there some more like, like Imagineering type character who you were just like, yo, that's guy that well, I want to be that well? Guy. I always,
1: you know, I always loved like Industrial Light and Magic and Lucasfilm and like uh and like the Marmalade in Germany and the work that they did because yeah. they were one of the first ones to use the robot. And in New York, yeah. Mario Golutsky is an amazing tabletop guy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's always good to have the people to look up to. Um, just don't get blindsided and, and forget who you are because right. you know, just being who I am now, I see so many people that all they do is try to copy the work that we do. And it's mm-hmm. like, OK, but once again, I see it out in the story? world. It's so cool. I'm <laughs> like, it's, it's so
0: obviously like a, a copy of it. But I haven't yeah. seen it. We good.
1: encourage it. We're, we're like, hey, knock yourself out. <laughs> right.
0: And hopefully, with,
1: with the hope that they're going to make it their own. It's not going to just be, oh, and they try to copy exactly what Steve did. It's like, hey, it's like open source software. It's like, take this piece, but then add your piece to it and make something new. And that's awesome. In my, in my book, it's like, that's how it should be more. right.
0: Yeah, kind of knowing the value of your own product. I always kind of joke around, like, one of the questions that I'll get, like, if I go talk to, uh, like, a university or something, is they will be, like, do you ever worry about somebody, like, stealing, like, your name, like, me to Creatives? like, what if somebody took your name and tried to start the same podcast? Like, I was like, (laughs) you could call this, like, the Snuffleupagus podcast. I'd still be out here. Right, it's still you, yeah. the person behind it. Right. Steal the whole format. Steal the, like, like, good luck. It's really predicated on the person. And, like, again, it's just, like, that compounding over time. Right. I would say, like, be willing to be bad for a very long time and reap yeah, the exactly. rewards of that in the long run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, all right. So, uh, based on a dream, I hope she's still in here. She joined in before. I was trying to find it, but I just found it. Uh, she has a couple of questions here. We'll do it as, like, a speed round kind of thing. Okay. Um, okay. So, base underscore on underscore a dream. Shout out to her because she really helped me out with this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll get to some of the questions that are in here. Cool. Um Best way to get started on creating content. we kind of covered that. Does it matter? Great question. Does it matter if content is made in HD rather than 4K? Good question. Uh,
1: not necessarily, unless the client requires 4K. You know. Um, what would be an example is... of that? Like if you're working with like
0: a Hershey or a Pepsi, like why why 4K? Just on, on the deliverable, on like. Well, just exactly. It's, they can it's say just it? that
1: exactly. Like the, one of the first things, and this is actually just a good thing to, to point out to people. Like when a client's like, "Hey, Steve, how you doing? We want you to do this like Pepsi commercial, whatever it is." Um, when we're trying to figure out how much to charge for that commercial, how many days it's going to be and how much process is involved in that, the, one of the first questions we have is, what are the deliverables? As in, oh, it's three videos of 15 seconds that are 16 by nine and four by five and 916. And, right. you know, we have to ask all these questions, like especially first, if you're doing like the
0: post. square and it was like four stories high.
1: Right, right. Or exactly. So one of those one of the questions there. in that is, is this just for social? Is this going to be... Right, huge. Do, do you need a 4k deliverable? Or is it just 1080? Uh, but a lot of times with that, the, the more, more than anything, the reason we use 4k, or 6k or 8k is because nowadays, we're shooting a lot more often in a world where we have to do 16 by nine, and 916. So yeah. we kind of shoot as much as possible for the 916. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have this bigger, wider frame, and then we crop in for the, you know, right, it's, right. it's just Cause you, the, you would
0: the, lose information in that case. Right. Yeah, because yeah. you have
1: to crop it enough to get it, and you wouldn't have enough uh, resolution. Right. Um, but other than that, it's it funny how it's changed in, more... our, in our
0: lifetime that, that over time, like even as a photographer, like I wouldn't use like back in the day, like you wouldn't necessarily go for the vertical shot. You'd want the landscape for the photo. Fo- but now yeah. I find myself, my camera is like yeah. it's changing er, er, the way that I use it. Yeah, all night. It's like this way, this way. We got yeah. we got to
1: go back to Hasselblad with the square. You know, that's really the way to go. Yeah, you exactly. Know, you can crop it whichever way you want.
0: Exactly. That's <laughs> so cool um 4k that's great and then uh what would you say are the essentials for your kit uh, i guess like a, like a like a lens or like a setup like if, what what would be like an essential kit if you were at the outset of this journey like what would you recommend like a 7d mark ii like, what kind of yeah i mean i would i would say I'm a candy you're, guy, as you're I, I could tell you're a dslr guy <laughs> all the
1: way um yeah. and, i mean saying and that's the big question are you trying to do photography and video, or are you really primarily trying to do video? Because once again, the tools, a DSLR isn't necessarily made to be the best video camera. Right. Um, you know, Definitely. I like what I have, what I brought with me here upstate is the Blackmagic Pocket 6K. I'm just Pocket
0: broke, 6K. Steve. I'm not getting those Hershey checks, Dave. I'm not getting those big Pepsi checks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: I brought the, like, upstate with me, the, the only camera I brought with me
1: was the Blackmagic Pocket 6K actually camera, which is like a $2,500, $3,000 camera, I think. Right. Um, so I think that's great because it could do like 120 frames, a 1080. You could do, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it has a nice dynamic range. It does a lot of basic things. Um, I also have like a little Sony a7R, you know, that's also a great little camera for both stills and video. Um, we use it mostly for stills where we want to do shoot bursts. It says it could shoot so fast. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I think once again, my first real video camera was like uh, used red epic dragon, you know, so right. yeah, it's a great it was a great camera. It was like $15,000 versus like $40,000 because I bought it on eBay used. Yeah. And I think once again, those are now probably like $6,000. So I mean, once again, don't be scared to buy something used to start out with because realize it's not going to be your like, camera forever. You know, yeah. And I think I think if you spend money on glass, like my first video lens was a 50 millimeter macro uh, Zeiss CP two, because it's a lens I could use almost every day, you know, like, mm-hmm. Like, invest and buy stuff. Kind of thing, yeah. yeah, buy this stuff that you could use on almost every shoot. And you know, it's like your go to um, the macro. You know, once again, I do a lot of macro. so it makes sense to me. For somebody else, that might be a zoom, like a wide zoom, like a 1628 or whatever yeah. it is. Um, and then one good light. You know, like, you know, when I started in video, you know, I started hey, making some of my own lights. I bought some, you know, cheap tungsten lights on eBay too. And then eventually I started, uh, I bought some, like, used Pro photo HMIs, which, like, they don't make really so much anymore. Right. But I got, like, this really good deal on eBay. Obviously, I love eBay. Yeah. <laughs> Start yeah. with the basics. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. Like, your phone could be your first camera. Get some sort of light. It could be, like, like back here, there's, like, an umbrella light going on back here. It's literally, When like... you're starting off,
0: it's usually continuous, right? That would probably be the easiest way yeah. to get things. Yeah, exactly. The soft boxes and stuff. Especially like, you could
1: do stills still still still... still... and video with it, you know, yeah. for the most part. Uh, But that's like a Home Depot LED clamp light like thing with like a $20 umbrella on it. You know, like, and there's a lot I could still do with that light, you know, and that's the thing. People think like, oh, I need to get the super RGB LED, like whatever, and it's like, no, buy some gels and a cheap light from freaking Home Depot and start making some pictures, you know? Yeah,
0: for sure. I think also kind of like making a space where you can be creative, you know, like I was talking about before this whole thing, I started making like a little like man cave in the garage. It was trivial and stupid, until it wasn't one day, and now I have my own little, like, Casey Neistat-type right. office thing with all my shit everywhere. And if I'm, like, I want to make a YouTube video, it's all there. I think, like, if you're in a position where you save a little bit of money, you've invested in stuff, make an area right. where you can use this shit. Because if you're not using it, what's Right, the... right. Right, exactly. seriously. A lot right. of people have the best gear, but never use it.
1: So. Right. And the super fun thing is, like, with the garage learning, we're going to have, a like, kits that A will send you, and you could make your own LED panel kits and stuff like that. So, like... Right. Some are like little LED panels like this size, um, so you can do that. Um, and and more importantly, we teach you. The reason that we send them to you as a kit and you put it together yourself is we want you to feel comfortable making your own lights. You know, so yeah, um, we'll have hard lights, soft lights. We're gonna have kits, but you can also just get the instruction on how to do it yourself. And then you know, the sky's the limit on what kind of shape light you can make. And and once again, it's really empowering. Um, once it's going to be kind of so huge,
0: that. dude. I'm so excited for you. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be
1: really keep us busy, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really great. And I think that you're always someone that's really, you know, and my, from my view, you've always been someone who really cares about legacy. And, you know, people are like, oh, you talk to Steve, you all like, he's, oh, what the fuck? Like, that's a... I'm like, reach out to him. Because Steve is a, is a normal guy. And you, from the moment I met you, you sent the elevator back down. Like, I probably reached out to you when I at my limited time working at Hershey. I was like, you're the man. Call my show. Uh, yeah,
1: no, people are surprised. Like, I, we pretty much respond to every DM we get, unless it's, like, something Like, that's right really away, too. Dumb. Right away. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love yeah, My, my, my wife doesn't community. enjoy it so much. She's <laughs> yeah, yeah, like,
0: yeah. get off your phone. Oh, uh, no, no.
1: But it's all good. It's all good. Okay. It's worth it. We like what the community, co- you know.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, you're at a place now, and this is one of the questions. What clients are you looking for? I know that you've had some great clients. I personally know some of the people that you've worked with over the years. They speak very highly of you. I would imagine... Hey and Greg, now things are ch- changing, but who, like, uh, what clients are you looking for, and um, are there certain like uh, fields that you want to? Because I know you're predominantly in food, but
1: right, right, yeah. So, um, no, I mean, I've been incredibly lucky to have some amazing clients that I work for. I mean, we we got way more, you know, I got way more popular. Way faster than I thought I was going yeah. to. You, you know, are on the
0: kid and shit. I, I had to message you one day, like, what the fuck is <laughs> happening, Steve?
1: But just in general, just like when I put out my like first Burger Drop video like four years ago, like I didn't think people were gonna it would, like care at all about it. And they just like it yeah. just blew up and it was crazy. And it's That's it's more I than first anything because
0: Burger Drop, and then the s'mores was really like who, right right, who after, is this yeah, guy? right after. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, wait, where were we
1: going with this? Oh, clients. Yes, sorry. Yeah, Sorry, <laughs> yeah. sorry, sorry my bad. Um, <laughs> So, no, I mean, there's no particular, you know, client I want to work for necessarily. It's more the brands that want to push the limits of what they could do and and get them out of their own comfort zone. Like, I would love to revolutionize the way, like, Red Lobster or Outback or these people do food advertising. It's so traditional and so stuck in a certain way and, and the brands like hershey's
0: and pepsi Yeah, when i picture outback steakhouse and i love outback steakhouse and i love the brand my first job is outback steakhouse <laughs> i just picture kind of like uh like a pre-made thing being like slid out like a wooden board like coming to the table i want to see like you know a blooming onion like, like imagine like an exploding blooming onion outback right. no let's do something fun yeah let, let's all not all. just like show the dipping shrimp
1: in the butter thing i really yeah. like can we do that differently right uh, so those i mean the clients that come to me like that and really bringing me into the creative overhaul of the brand are yes, like the yeah, most yeah. exciting to me, whether it's like somebody with like $5,000 or somebody with $500,000, I mean, to me, if the, especially they have a great product, you know, so that's even easier to sell and do cool stuff with. Um, like, you know, more, some things like are like, here, about, this is like, like a loaf of bread. I'm like, okay, there's only so much I could do with a loaf of bread, you know, but, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but still,
0: we'll, we'll try our best. <laughs> have you ever had one that you were surprised and you were able to pull off and make it cool? Like some, something they gave you a brief and you're like, what the fuck am I gonna do with you know eggs right.
1: or whatever? Right. Yeah. No, it happens actually more often than you would think. You know, even you realize recently. Realize how actually boring things are. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Some things you're like, oh, we just did this like um, bread job. Actually, that's why it's meant the, the, the loaf of bread. And I was like, right. oh, it actually came out like really cool. And it was like, because yeah. I was like, what am I gonna do with this like processed? thing. And it's like, oh, it actually
0: came out cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and I know that sometimes you kind of go uh, in terms of from, uh, you know, you're talking about co- composition and all this stuff, right? And also about gear and the merger of those two things. Right? Like, for example, I'm having a captain of coke right now because I saw that coke, <laughs> I saw that coke ad, uh, and, and kind of <laughs> the fizzing and the sounds and the auditory and it's very small, very like micro, right? But then right. you also have things that are big in scale. and It's kind of like on the outside when you're making those compositions, how do you make those decisions is it based on the brief? Is it based on what you're looking to accentuate or?
1: Right, yeah, it, it really depends on the brief usually. I mean, it, it's, the client comes to me with a X idea and they're like, here, this is what we wanna do. And then with some clients they're like, oh, but don't listen to that too much. Like do whatever you think is gonna be better. Right. Um, like, yeah, like they're, they're like, oh, we know this is like an A, can you take this to like Z? And I'm like, right. okay, great. Next shoot we'll bring it to z and they're like oh no no no, wait wait just like let's go b c then d you know right um, but um
0: do you work better with the constraints know. or with an open brief? do you want them to be like do whatever the fuck you want to do or do you want them to be like, work I, I within like a, a little
1: seed of a starting idea you know okay yeah, yeah. once again them. they know they should know their brand and the, what they want to accomplish at least and right. and once again i'll go through long phone calls with new brands i work with like asking like, I need to know what your brand is. Like, I'm not just selling chocolate milk, but I'm selling your chocolate milk. So what makes your chocolate milk different than the other chocolate milk? So I mean, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into this and these treatments I write up and and all this stuff that goes into, you know, landing on what the execution is going to be, which is like either a huge set or a little set or going on location or three robots or no robots or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. When you're doing kind of like And I, I, this is kind of how we ended up meeting, but I'm from originally from the branding space. Still I'm very intrigued by stuff like that. Like, you know, like when I worked at Hershey, I was really fascinated with Milton Hershey as a person and all this different stuff and kind of like learning the different like tenants of the brand, the history, where they're going, what they're doing. What are you like when you're working with these clients and you've worked with like literally (laughs) everyone it seems. But like when you're researching something like a Hershey or Tim Hortons or whatever, what are you looking for? And does does the brand's actual story inform the composition of the work?
1: Does that make sense? Yeah, no, the brand story is actually a huge part of of the work. Like once again, I work for which is funny because like I shoot for Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, Tim Hortons, they're all competitions. Pepsi to and Coke, yeah. yeah both Pepsi, are. Coke, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so obviously there's a reason why I can do that without causing trouble, and is that Every brand speaks to their 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 you know their brand people, uh, their consumers in a very different way. So I have to take that into account when I'm planning a shoot um, for a brand. And and you know, let's say it's Mr. Peanut and and Planters. Like there there is history there that I need to be aware of. Right. And there's also the times where you want to say, yeah, this is how you've shown your brand up to now, but like this might be a better way to do that. You know, so there are mm-hmm. the points where you start questioning things. Right. Um. And you know, what's gonna I. I usually try to push the limits on, on them. You know, like I've Mm -hmm. I've tried to push the agency and the client themselves to question their brand and make sure that, that
0: we're They're they're right about it. You know, you ever like freak them out. You ever go like too far. You ever just be like, you know, it's like a big, because you're working (laughs) with brands that are especially like I know like from like the the food industry, like, you know, like Kroger and stuff like that. These are companies that are primarily like financially led. And it's like, it's all about like how things are doing on the shelf and all this different stuff. Do you sometimes ever freak out these people in these boardrooms with these <laughs> big ideas or do they at this point either kind of trust in your, your vision?
1: Well, l- yeah, luckily most people come to me now because of what we've proven that What's we can do well. Done. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, but no, sometimes I, I do even freak out the creatives and the producers and, <laughs> and, and, and same thing too where they're like, they come to me with like this idea and this budget and they're like, oh, well, what do you do? And I'm like, I come up with this like huge idea that's like one and a half times their budget. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, but isn't it a better idea? Like, th- isn't this so much better than what you want right. to do? And I have that's to what I'm sell saying. it. You're talking have, to people you know, that are like,
0: in like, the, like the chief financial officers. And it's like, they're, they're, there's there's this big campaign. It's like, right. how do you justify? But the, the creative right. is so good. And I, that's, right. where I and that's the
1: thing you have to sell as a director, you know, and running a production company, you have to know how to sell why it's worth every penny that they're going to pay you, whether it's, right. you know, 10,000 or or 100,000 or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and you have to prove it. And when it comes, to, and if you get that job and you're, you sell them on this idea, you better deliver, you know, there's exactly, no, exactly. or else you just don't get hired again. You know, that's the yeah, thing. That's so, so you got to, you got put like money where pressure. your mouth is. Wow.
0: <laughs> that's crazy. Um, how do you get the right people to look at your work? Email them hashtags on Instagram. You've grown this pretty, I mean, a lot of it is, I, I love posting your videos because the organic reach of them is so crazy. Um, <laughs> but how, how do you make these connections? How are you reaching out and networking to people?
1: Yeah. So when I, when I started, it was just literally like looking, going to Barnes and Nobles, I started in, in still photography. So I, I started shooting for magazines mostly. Uh, then I got into catalog, but I would literally like Google and, and, and go to magazine stores and look through the, the masthead and find out like who's the editor. And then trying to figure out their email and, and whatever. Um, and then from there, the next step was like, I got a rep, you know, cause I was already working enough from doing basically the only way you get a rep is if you already have enough work you know like they're not yeah. going to like magically be this person that makes your career start yeah it's nothing. a tricky so, thing you have
0: to be at a certain point right yeah right
1: so you got to do that part first so you got to do your homework and just knock on doors and mail cards in the mail and emails and instagram whatever but now obviously that the landscape's changed nowadays and honestly most of the work we get is uh, comes from in some way instagram so yeah. you know for us like i don't know as it's, it's much about the hashtag or whatever I think at the end of the day, it, once again, it takes time to build that organically. I mean, it took me a long time to get to like 10,000 followers. It took like years, I feel. Right. But then once you like, put out just amazing work, people share it, you know, that's the thing, like, that burger drop video I did. Like I had literally like no views on YouTube, on YouTube, no views on Vimeo, whatever, wherever I put it up. Right. And, but people grabbed it, people put it on Reddit, like just the right person found it, and they started sharing it. And if things are cool enough, people will share it for you, they'll do the work for you. If you find that you're trying too hard to get people to like, listen, maybe you should tell tell a different story. You know, it's kind of Mm -hmm. what I tell people. Or, or once again, beat yourself down trying and making sure that that you that you truly believe in whatever you're trying to say, you know, Um, but but no, but so much work, like amazing work from amazing clients comes from people like oh I saw your stuff on Instagram it was really cool yeah yeah
0: definitely yeah. and I you know I've talked as uh, I've been fortunate through this podcast to meet some friends and you know in, in Silicon Valley and in the, and, and the tech space and you know I'm always asking like come on like what's what's the secret like how do I make the algorithm work in my favor and it's all for the most part predicated on on scroll time and how long they look at things Like right. people right. people look at their likes and their and like, like impressions are incredibly important right because that's like that's the numbers like men lie, women lie. Numbers right. don't. But when, right. but what? Shout out Jay Z. Uh, but when you're scrolling through something like, for example, like your s'more, like this. Uh, I keep using it, and I don't know. that's probably just my Hershey bias here, but the s'mores, the burger drop. I realize that that content does really well because people are naturally intrigued by it, and they're stopping and they're like, wait. Right. I got, and people, the one comment I always get on C draw videos is, I can watch this again and again and again. Again and again, yeah. That kind of behavior leads to more engagement and bigger followers. So people are like, oh, I gotta interview this person. It's like, no, you gotta make content that people like
1: give a shit about. And you do that all the time. And and what's gonna, like we discussed earlier, it it shouldn't just be you just throwing your stuff out to the world. Like it should be a conversation with the world. You know, like like I put out polls, I talk to people, I DM people, I I ask for opinions. I, you know, I I try to make it a conversation with my fans because fans that know that, that you're there with them are more likely to share your work too and tell your friends about it and, and, and like root for you. I mean, I've had so many jobs that come from like I love you guys like fans that are just like, "Oh, I showed this to this art director that cuz he was asking like, "Oh, do you know somebody that does cool yeah, yeah. food videos?" and they're like, "Oh, have you seen this? Holy shit." You know. Right. And um yeah, I mean, and, that, and I didn't realize it at first. It took me a while. I was like people were like I hadn't seen somebody maybe in like three months, and like the first thing they say to me, they're like, Holy shit, your Instagram's so cool. You know, like, because like this was still before I had like, I only had like 5,000 followers or something. Right. Like it. um, it's been
0: pretty crazy because I've been friends with you, I think, for I think like three years now. And in that three year span, span I mean, it's just yeah. blown up. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah um, let's try and get to some quick questions in here. Hi, Steve. How are you? I have a question what kind of product is your favorite like drinks fast food sports or fashion do you have favorite brands favorite things i love what beverage and, and, and
1: if i had to say anything beverage is like once again i think that's probably why we get hired to do so much of it yeah. like i love the challenge of liquid because it's like it's really hard to work with in so many ways and make it interesting um and lighting it and everything so um, yeah. yeah you know how much, how sure. much of that
0: is, is fake and how much that's real like when you see like the coke swirling and stuff like that it's usually are real. You, yeah. yeah. Are you but are you a purist with the product? So like you know, you always see these these videos where it's like the cheeseburger and they cut the cheeseburger and they spread <laughs> it and stuff like that. Uh, I'm sure your clients are probably like freaking out right now by me saying this, but how much of it is, is <laughs> No, pure? it's not, they they
1: have legal departments to keep us in check, don't worry. Yeah. Um, but uh, whatever they, you can say. No, it's, for, it's for the, the work the work we do is very much rooted in authenticity. And that's why we shoot things practically versus it being done on CGI, right? So the as much as humanly possible in the work we do, we use the real product not to say, okay, like, let's say a shot for Pepsi, right. or uh, so the down. Pepsi, no, the Pepsi is gonna like swirl around like crazy. And right. it's gonna get foamy, and you don't want to see foamy Pepsi, Pepsi, we'll just right. flatten it out first. So it's real Pepsi, we just flatten it before we uh, put it in. Like uh, we try to use the real stuff, because for the most part, clients don't want to be known for using like fake stuff, you know? Yeah. Not to say like a Subway sandwich can't be the real meat, but like like pushed up towards the front of the right, sandwich right, that right. looks really a big, of, <laughs> you know? Yeah, say, th- this meat looks small, this meat looks big, you know? Right, for, like, right. So. <laughs> for sure. That's so
0: cool. Um, that's crazy. Do you have a, a personal favorite brand? Do you have like one that was, maybe like a sentimental place in your heart, or are you? Uh, the, no,
1: no, I couldn't, I couldn't say <laughs> I have one particular. Smart man,
0: smart man. this guy falls for nothing. All right. Let's see. One of my big dreams is to be a part of your team. Look at this. Uh, with, uh, with what? Sorry, Christ. I should have never started something where I have a cocktail and then start reading out loud <laughs> in front of eighty people. One of my okay one. And also, too, this font is really small for Instagram. <laughs> get your shit together. Uh, Uh-oh, losing,
1: you need some glasses there, buddy?
0: I'm getting there, man. Coming up on I Thursday, do. You're man. right. Where do I do, do I have my little
1: goggles around here somewhere? Oh, I uh, have to get one
0: of those t-shirts, by the way. Uh, one of my big dreams is to be a part of your team. Yeah. With, uh, what all qualifications do you look to hire? Uh, can you please tell me?
1: Sure. That's a good question. I mean, okay. I think. You know, because once again, we get asked all the time, like, oh, my God, I want to, you know, I want to yeah. work with you guys. And, and the number one thing I say,
0: like, just having free lunch just for no right, reasons, right, exactly. out. <laughs>
1: um, But the number one thing I say is like, what are you good at? You know, like that, that's it. Like, and to me, as somebody hiring somebody, is what you're good at something that we need help with. That, that's it's literally that simple. You know, yeah. like we recently, the last hire we have is this guy Riley. That's part of our team. Um, he's doing some of our videos also, and Riley just started showing up. You know, he was a friend of a friend of ours. And he's like i want to help out i'm really interested he's like i'm really into electronics and microcircuits. i used to build my own drones and all this stuff and this kid's like was like yeah. 19 and i was like hey we need somebody that knows micro and soldering and all that kind of stuff so once again he happened to come at a time and he also does really good video editing too so like once again he filled the needs that we had at the moment in time you know same thing yeah. Matt my main rigger Matt Huber um, you should follow him also that's one of you the know, questions that we how, met... how
0: many people do you work with that's one of the questions on there
1: oh cool yeah so there's uh, five of us total including myself full like full and part time that that are the constant garage team yeah. and then from that we have freelancers and then obviously some jobs could have 40 people or whatever it is um but yeah but the the, the team members that we have once again it's a pretty small group everybody has a very clear purpose you know cuz like they're basically trying to do things that I don't have time to do, or that right. they're better at doing than I am. Honestly, they're working for you know? so
0: long, you don't want to. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, like Matt is so much more, like so much better at doing certain things than I am. Like I, I'm a mess in the workshop trying to build stuff. It's like, well, see, look at this place. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's a mess. But but he is is more disciplined and and but he, he have has the process. Playing.
0: This is the pro move. You can't yeah. see the mess here.
1: Yeah. So basically, it's all about hiring talented people to work together towards a goal. It's not It's not just about me. It's about hiring other people that are doing that same thing. So, yeah. you know, once again, if we need a junior person, we still want them to bring a, a skill to the table that that's unique to them. So I think when you're doing a resume or you're reaching out to us, like the more you're like, these are the things that I'm really excited about because once again, we can't create passion. So if you come to me and you're a really passionate person, that's the guy that we want. That's the person that we want. Like we want right. somebody that is... Really excited about something like right now You're we have, a... to have
0: somebody who was like really like you can tell that they're going to continue to grow and
1: continue. To exactly, grow yeah. Grow. I could teach yeah.
0: you a lot of things if you
1: want to put in the time and the effort. You know, like right now we have a, an intern from NYU that she's working on motion capture setup for us because we have a motion capture camera setup thing right. uh, where we're basically you know have filming me or other people do stuff and then have the robots replicate it. It's like this really cool stuff that we're yeah. working on, but um. But yeah, once again, she brought a skill, you know, that that was unique, that is a skill that we needed at the time. So I think more than anything, you know, obviously, passion is number one, and being just a nice freaking person, you know, because I I don't want you around my clients, if I don't, I can't trust that you're going to say the right thing at the right time, you know, so set etiquette is a big that's so funny I, I, I don't know
0: if he's still in here but one of the guys who first jumped in with us tonight matthew searcy was uh a guy that i, I worked for and i remember i was so gung-ho about working in new york city but i was a train wreck around like meetings <laughs> and stuff because i was so excited but also i was like fresh out of college right and right, like yeah. all, I know this, you're tight. all this enthusiasm was like a broken fire hose it was just terrible <laughs> so
1: yeah, it has fun. to be controlled passion. Controlled. I'll tell
0: passion. you. I'll tell you off this uh, live stream about some of the my antics back in the day. I was crazy. I, I would like. Yeah. I would like go and like have like doubles of Captain Coke and go sit down with like executives I should not have not been sitting with. <laughs> I was. I was trying to like uproot myself.
1: Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Realize me. you're there to... first to serve the people you're working for. Right. Secondary is serve yourself.
0: So you know. Yeah, keep yeah, that yeah. in mind. Like, just because right. you have all the enthusiasm in the world doesn't necessarily mean that you're the best person for the job. And sometimes that comes with just taking some, you know, hard legs and stuff like that and kind of totally. putting them in the hard yards. That's my friend Elliot Burke, There you go, hard yards. Nice. There we go. Uh, what's some of your favorite robots to play with? That was a question that was in here, and we probably do one more after that.
1: Uh, well, we, as many people that watch our feed know, uh, we have a Bolt, which is by Mark Roberts' Motion Control, um, and then we have a mini version of that, so it's probably – TX60L, whatever, Um, but it's basically running the same software and everything and functions just like a Bolt, just smaller. And then we have a UR-10E, which is like a collaborative robot. Uh, But some exciting news here, you're you're gonna be the first ones to hear it right here, right now. We're gonna get three more robots later this year. We're gonna get we're getting a Milo, we're we're gonna get a Bolt X on track, which is the bigger Bolt on track, and a Bolt, the new Bolt Junior Plus. Uh, so we're working on a deal with Mark Roberts. You're on like
0: a Boston dynamics though. You guys are going to have pretty much, robots yeah, yeah, exactly. jumping over things.
1: Yeah. So we're going to we're starting a rental company just for robots in the New York you know region. Uh, so that's why we're doing this. So basically, we're going to have six robots. some probably the most robots of anybody in the the East Coast, pretty much. Are uh, the going to take over
0: everything one day? As somebody who no, works in that field. not no. everything.
1: You know, yeah. maybe some more things. Yeah, Elon Musk
0: has said the same thing. He's like, yeah, robots are really <laughs> smart, but they're also, like, not at all human. So, like, that's a huge problem. Like, he's like, right. we have the best <laughs> technology ever, <laughs>
1: yeah. but it right. fucks
0: up all the time. And we always have to, like – so people that are like, oh, like, robots are going to take over the – like, it's like, you should probably work with robots for a day before you <laughs> right. do... they're going to take <laughs> right. over the world. No, totally, yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: this is the thing. Like, we're also trying to make them more approachable, too, because, once again, I wanted to use a robot but I didn't know how to find one or what it costs or how to work or any of these things. So the big part of when we start the garage rentals for the robot company is basically we're going to have meet and greets and nights. So we come over and see the robots. Cause like the biggest thing that people need to understand is like, there's not one perfect robot for all jobs. Like the bolt is really good at certain things. And it's actually really horrible at other things. Like yeah. there's a, there's jobs where a Milo is better or where the bolt X would be better or a track robot versus a knot or a pedestal robot. So, you know, big thing for people that follow us is that we're going to keep ed- trying to educate the world on cinema robots, how they work, why you want to use them, why you don't want to use them. Because um, once again, I'm the first one if, if a robot isn't doing what I need to do efficiently to rip it out of there or get in there with a stick and like bang the thing or whatever, right. whatever I need to do or pour the, the thing or whatever it is. Um, but no, they're, they're really useful in that they're super repetitive and they do the tasks that you program them to do really really well at exactly the same time but the same do way do that,
0: though, as, for, like, in layman terms as someone i'm an idiot and i <laughs> couldn't i couldn't pass like basic algebra my father-in-law is like the head of the math department he's completely freaked out by how bad my math skills are so engineering and science was never really in the cards for me i was <laughs> but i was all but i was the kid who would like make the north pole in my basement super creative so i have that part sure. of it right? uh, that's where i'm in the branding space i'm an imaginative you know talking to people from like Chabani and stuff. But when you're, I look at your videos and I see like those, those robots and they're like moving around and stuff like that. Like the one that comes to mind is the Heinz video where it's like, Atlas. Right. Yeah. one yeah. of my favorites, one of my favorites, uh, <laughs> how do you like, tell the robot where to move? How do you spatially do that? When you're doing these intricate flips and stuff like that, are these like, in layman's terms, is it like math equations? Are you no, taking the no. robot and moving it? It's way simpler.
1: Again? way simpler than that, you know, okay. so, so like the bolt and the other Tell me
0: there's hope Steve, Tell me there's hope there's a hope even you.
1: Me. Do you know how to play PlayStation? Like, I'm good great. I'm PlayStation? Okay, so you could program a robot like that. Like really? basically, yeah, you you basically guide the robot. You're like, you know, here, right, you know, looking at me. And then you say, Okay, that's where I want to start the move. And then you're like, oh, Okay, I want to end up like over here. So yeah. you say, Hey, that's the next point. And then there's some things you settings you had to say on like how you get from point A to B, like right. whether it's an arc or a straight line or you yeah. know how you interpret you know but basically it's that easy. Like some of these moves you could program really quickly. Uh, but it's funny though that you mentioned the Heinz job because that wasn't a real robot. That's that was home built and Hershey's the the s'mores was also home built. Um, that wow. was both built by Matt. Um, so that's actually running dragon frame. So that's not that's the software the that you could is buy Dragonframe. <laughs> what was <is> that? <laughs> What's Dragonframe? Frame? That sounds
0: so cool.
1: So yeah, it's a good name. It's well, actually we're, stop we're in motion animation. It's easy, so
0: it's going to cut us off. So, but okay, yeah,
1: so it's actually stop motion animation software that can control motors. You know, mm-hmm. so basically you can set up pan, tilt, roll, like all these kinds of things. are farm okay. case, it was like yeah. top cracker, middle cracker, much, you know, marshmallow, whatever. And basically in Dragon Frame, you just you're just moving the motors and controlling that. Uh, so that's what we use for the Heinz commercial was just like linear movers and motors and stuff. So once again, we're gonna teach all this stuff, in the garage learning, you know, so keep watching. Yeah, plug the um, URLs,
0: let's, let's get it yeah. all, all in there before Instagram. All right, there. here
1: we go. So youtube.com slash the garage learning is our new YouTube channel. Um, Instagram.com slash the garage learning is our Instagram. Um, we'll be sharing lots and lots of more stuff new soon enough. Um, from the YouTube page, you'll find we're gonna have a Amazon store. Or if you want to buy some of the things that we use in our videos mm-hmm. you could buy them there and it's nice. like oh i need a, a i need an air cylinder revenue. you know yes. like um, or i need like an arduino or whatever He's it is <laughs> um, and um so yeah and then from there you can also find the kickstarter which right now we have just a landing page where you can sign up to be informed when the kickstarter is live uh, we're trying to raise a bunch of money we're because we're, we basically are going to hire 10 people day one to run amazing educational content for you it's going to be way better than the stuff we're doing really homegrown from home right now right it's going to be really thought out with beautiful graphics and beautiful you know methodology and, and keeping you on task with homework and all sorts of stuff it's going to be a real education it's going to be really fun um so I'm, yeah i'm excited I don't i'm
0: going to do it too i'm going to do that thing with the, with the cans and my phone i'm gonna try yeah, it. yeah i'm gonna have my wife help me she's a little bit more detail detail-oriented than me. Yeah, yeah. exactly awesome well, thank you so much for doing this it's been an absolute uh, pleasure and privilege and uh let's anytime you want to come back anything you want to promote
1: awesome <laughs> anytime you're welcome back i'm here i'm here i'm ready all right, Thanks, all right bro. and thank i want to send so one one quick signal to everybody stay safe yes you know like don't go out stay at home that's why i'm shooting this basement not in my beautiful studio right now you know, it's not worth it, and we'll get through if this we together. If we'd be together
0: right now, we would be. I would be happy to go to his office. Exactly. Of Doing the hard thing. Right
1: exactly. So do that and stay creative. All right. Thanks, guys. All
0: right.
1: disappeared in some months into years hold that feeling forever <laughs>